Hey there, welcome back to She Seeks Life. Did you know that you can see this episode live along with others over on my YouTube channel, Jamie Elizabeth, She Speaks Life. Hit the subscribe button so you will be the first to be alerted with newly released episodes. And hop on my website, jamieelizabeth.com, if you want a free gift. It's an ebook called God's ID, My ID, which talks all about God's characteristics and how they apply to your life today. Okay, I'm super excited to have with me author Kate Motong of Share Your Story, The Transforming Power of Telling Others What God Has Done. Now, if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, then you know that this right here is the purpose of the show. It comes straight out of Revelation 12:11, and I'm paraphrasing here that we have triumphed over the enemy by the blood of Jesus and by the word of our testimony, that we didn't love our life so much that we shrunk back or were afraid to proclaim Jesus is the only way, truth, and life. There is so much power in our story of how God is faithful because it not only builds our faith, but encourages others that they are not alone. And what God did in and through us, He can do it for them. I love in this episode how Kate covers the how, what, why, and when to share our story and how nothing is too small or too big to be a voice to help others know that God is for them. I love this conversation so much. Make sure you hit the links in the show notes below and check out her resources that Kate offers. Okay, here's my conversation with my guest, Kate Motong. Hi, Kate. Welcome to She Speaks Life. I am so excited you have come on this show today. Thanks so much for inviting me, Jamie. This message, oh my goodness, is the heart of this podcast. So as soon as I saw this book that you wrote come out, I'm like, oh my gosh, I gotta have Kate come on here and share her story as to why you wrote this book. And it's called Share Your Story, The Transforming Power of Telling Others What God Has Done. And I just love it because that is the why behind this podcast is to share what God has done, his faithfulness through uh, women's struggles and their experiences, and then sharing those encounters that they've had with the Lord and how he brought them through. So I, without others sharing their stories, I wouldn't have this podcast. So I just love that you wrote about it to give people the confidence and the clarity that they can share their story. So before we dive in deeper to this, I would love for you to share your favorite scripture verse, because I just love how you could get to know somebody so much better by just hearing what their life verse is. Yes, thank you. Well, one passage that really became meaningful to me uh, when my mom was dying of cancer over 12 years ago mm-hmm. is from 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 16 through 18. It says, Therefore, we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. And that is just 
you know, became really meaningful to me all those years ago when I was literally watching my mom waste away outwardly. And yet the Lord sustained her faith during that time. And I could just see that inwardly she was being renewed in the midst of her illness. And I, I would often kind of balk at that part that says, for our light and momentary troubles, because I thought, Lord, this doesn't feel anything like light or momentary. You know, right. it feels heavy and lingering and it won't end. And yet mm -hmm. um, in the grand scheme of things, our troubles in this life are truly light and momentary compared to what the verse says, the eternal glory that we can anticipate. And yeah. so just the idea of helping me to remember not to fix my eyes on what is seen, but mm -hmm. to ask the Lord to help me fix my eyes on what is unseen, because that is truly what is eternal. Mm, I love it. And Kate, like I've got just these goosebumps all over my body right now because I just read that scripture verse this morning. Really? It, it wasn't planned. I was just flipping through um, the book of Second Corinthians and I landed on that verse and I read it and I prayed over it and I'm looking at the benefits of going through troubles, what that uh, means, you know, that mm -hmm. we, we glorify God because others can see God's power through us in our right. faith and how uh, they're temporary and it's the eternal rewards that we gain uh, far passes anything else. And um, there was five of them and I wish I had it right here, but there was five benefits in my little footnotes that you read, um, mm -hmm. at the bottom of your Bible. And it really was just some reassurance and some just reinforcing that that is what truly matters is us fixing our eyes on the Lord and not our troubles because our troubles are nothing but a, a vapor, right? It just like right. it passes. And so it's hard to think that way when we're going through, like you mm -hmm. said, some heavy things like that, um, terminal illness or just things that totally turn our world upside down. But to really uh, read what God promises just gives us that assurance and that comfort that we need when we go through troubles. So I love that you just shared that, Kate. That is so God. That is so God. And I even felt like the Holy Spirit said, bring your Bible in with you in this Aww. interview. And I could have opened it up and oh, well. So you're an author. You are in many publications. You have a uh, writing and editing service called Refined Services. You host a, a blog called Five Minute Friday Writing Community. And I first found out about you because you co-authored with Shannon Popkin and I had Shannon Popkin on here and we talked about influence, building a platform that elevates Jesus and not me. Okay. And I loved reading like back and forth what Shannon said, what you said in the book. It was just so good. And then I found out you wrote a memoir called A Place to Land, A Story of Longing and Belonging, which I'm sure is just fabulous. So today we're going to talk about your newest book called Share Your Story. And so how did the seed get planted in your heart to write a book about sharing our story? 
Yes. And well, as you mentioned, I do have a memoir called A Place to Land. And this newer book, Share Your Story, was kind of birthed out of my experience in writing that book because uh, in that book, I did tell my story of uh, moving from Michigan to Cape Town, South Africa, where I met my husband and we had our children. And I thought I was going to stay in Cape Town for five months and ended up living there for 10 and a half years. Oh, wow. I uh, came back to Michigan now. Um, about 10 years ago with a husband and three kids in tow. And um, during the time that I was in South Africa was when my mom was sick with cancer and ended up passing away in Michigan. Mm-hmm. And so the memoir is, is sort of revolves around the theme of home and asking the question, where is my home? And after my mm-hmm. mom died, you know, she was a believer, praise the Lord. And so the Lord used that to really help me see that I shouldn't, actually find my true home in this life and in this world, whether mm-hmm. it's in Michigan or South Africa or anywhere else, because as a believer, our true home is with the Lord. And so yeah. that's sort of the theme of the memoir. And um, so after that book came out in 2018, I started doing more speaking on that topic. And I didn't want to just go to speaking events and talk more about me and my story because they could, people could already read it in the book. And mm-hmm. so I really wanted a message that could be helpful and applicable to those who were listening. So I tried to um, talk about some of the benefits that I learned from sharing my story and how that can actually help. We can use our stories to, number one, give glory to God for what he has done. And number mm-hmm. two, hopefully bless and encourage other people who may be able to relate or, you know, able to um, find similarities in some way. So um, yeah. it was really through speaking on the topic that I realized, mm-hmm. oh, this is something that people are interested in. They want to also share their story. And sometimes mm-hmm. either they're nervous about it or they feel uh, uncomfortable or they don't know where to start or it's complicated story and other people are involved and they don't know when to share it or where to share it. So I just wanted to, to put something together, a resource that could help guide people answering some of those questions. And that's actually how I laid out the structure of the book was trying to answer those who, what, where, when, why questions when it comes to sharing your story from a Christian perspective with the goal of giving glory to God. Mm, So good. I know when we share our story, it's that feeling like we are not alone in what we go through. And it's, you know, stories go all the way back into scripture, Bible times. I mean, story after story, and we learn through stories and we can relate with stories and there's power in our story and what God has done through us. And so this is why the podcast began was the Lord had put this idea in my heart, this dream of his that said, you know, you're going to do your own podcast. Now, I listen to a couple podcasts when I go on a walk or a jog, but when I got this little inner, you know, tug, this prompting in my heart to start one, I'm like, what? I have no idea what I'm doing. And and then he brought back this remembrance of when I first started women's ministry, there were women that would come on and share their testimony. Mm. And I just remember being so impacted by that and just, it just made God's 
seemed so real as I was yes. growing and I'm discovering my personal relationship with Jesus and how vulnerable these women were. And I'm just going, oh my goodness, how did they get this courage and this boldness to just get on mm -hmm. stage and just share the most personal things that they had gone through, but just to see and hear actually what God did through their life and the transformation that happened that only God can do, only God can heal, only God can mend that marriage and whatever it is that they were sharing. And I just remember being just moved by it even mm. more moved than if somebody was to get up there and do this prepared message, you know, and right. the, the, the woman's director, you know, coming up yes. and giving a prepared message. I'm like, no, 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 bring those you know, testimonies <laughs> right. back on. Right. And the Lord reminded me, this is, do you remember how much this changed you? This is what mm. you're going to do on the podcast. And so I, love that the heart of what you're sharing and the, it really is the transformational power that God can do through our stories. And what's incredible too is sometimes we hear stories and this is how incredible the Holy Spirit will, will like speak to us that maybe like that person didn't even say that, right? It was just like, you know, something that the Holy Spirit was downloading in them through our mm -hmm. story, but maybe it was, you know, it's not even that topic or it's not even something that they're talking about, but that's how incredible our Lord is, is that mm -hmm. he will meet that woman exactly where they are in that moment to encourage mm -hmm. them and to strengthen them and to say, you know, I've got you, we're going to do this together. So I love it. Okay. So I know that this is a little bit of an issue because I was talking to my daughter at the time she was uh, in high school and she's like, mom, you have all these testimonies and you have all the, you know, mm -hmm. stuff to share. And so I know she's not alone in this. I think a lot of women may struggle with not having, feeling like they don't have this dramatic or exciting story to share. So what would you say to that woman to encourage them if they're feeling doubtful? Yeah, I think that is very common. I do hear that a lot. Like, oh, my story's just boring. My life has always been the same. Nothing dramatic has happened to me. And yet, for anyone who knows the Lord, I would just encourage that person that if you are a Christian, like your story is a rescue story. Yeah. You have been rescued from darkness to light, and that is not a small or insignificant thing. Mm -hmm. And so even if you can't necessarily pinpoint um, to your conversion, you know, to the moment of your conversion where some of us maybe grew up in a Christian home or we went to Sunday school or the Lord drew us to himself over a period of time. It was a slow progression. Even so, there was a point when you were separated from him and you were his enemy and he plucked you out of that state and made you his own. And so um, that that's dramatic, you know, and people think I don't have right. a dramatic story, but actually if we know him, it's a dramatic story. And I, I can't help but think about so many of the popular movies and TV shows and, and books today, like we 
as consumers love a good rescue story. You know, we love it when there is a, a conflict and a problem and someone who kind of swoops in and saves the day and, and there's a hero at the end. And, and that is what has happened to us. Like that is the story of our salvation. And so I would just encourage that person, like if you are in Christ and you belong to him, like you do have a dramatic and an exciting story. And I think sometimes it's easy for us to, downplay that or minimize that if we don't have a what a lot of people would consider to be dramatic maybe there was drug addiction or you know some kind of poor mm. choices that were made and we our behavior really went from night to day overnight you know we don't mm. have to have a testimony like that in order yeah. for it to be powerful or to be used by the lord mhm mm yeah i know that's exactly what i told my daughter and I'm like, honey, just give it some time too. You're young and um, I'm sure you'll go through some experiences. Exactly. And I know now she's got a handful of testimonies that she could share mm -hmm. about disappointment in life and how mm -hmm. she thought it was going to go one way, but God comes in and does a little detour and, but knows and rests in what he has is the best. And, right. you know, all of that's a, a learning experience to really put your trust and your faith in the Lord to know, yes. okay, you've ordered my steps, not me. Mm -hmm. So, okay, I'm writing a book and I hear different podcasts, you know, different speakers saying, wait until you have gone through what you've gone through to write about it. I've heard one lady say it's great to write while you're going through what you're going through. So it just seems like there's like two sides to this. So what would you say is the right time to share your story? What do you think? Yeah, I think, I guess for one, I see two categories in the sense of one category would be just when we're talking to another person face to face in a casual conversation. And another category could be for those of us who are writers who do write either on blogs or, you know, we post on social media or we're trying to publish a book that those two things are slightly different in terms of when it's a good time more because I think when it comes to writing, you can't take the, that back. <laughs> obviously, obviously, even in conversation, right. you can't take it back. But yeah. when the writing is out there, it can just keep spreading and spreading or be sort of solidified. And it's hard to withdraw that. Yeah. Um, whereas if it's in a conversation, you could go back to that person and sort of have a follow up conversation or that <laughs> right. type of thing. So anyway, um, in both cases, though, I, I would really encourage people to pray for the Lord's wisdom and guidance and direction and for That's a good. peace to know when it is the right time and just trusting that he will give that peace and that direction and that he will open or close doors as appropriate according mm -hmm. to his will. I think another important thing is to really, for us to search our hearts and to ask ourselves, why do we want to share this story now? Why is it important to me that it gets out now versus mm -hmm. later. And it might be, if we're honest with ourselves, that we actually want attention or we want people to be impressed with us for doing something or we want 
them to feel sorry for us. Like, you know, it's not always the case, but sometimes there can be hints of that. And so to really search our hearts about why we want to share. Um, Mm -hmm. I am a big fan of writing privately during the trial. I think that's so therapeutic and so helpful to be journaling and, Mm -hmm. you know, whether it's a private blog or just writing at home that for me, it's, it's so helpful to get out those raw emotions in the moment, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't necessarily mean that that's the, also the best time for me to put it out there publicly. Maybe Mm -hmm. it is sometimes it is, but not always. And so Mm -hmm. one um, piece of advice I share in the book is in the terms of writing to press pause before publish Mm -hmm. and just hold it for a minute. You know, maybe if it's, a social media post, it might only be for an hour, or if it's a blog mm-hmm. post, you know, wait until the morning, or I'm not saying hold it for months, but just sit on it and, and maybe not make a rash decision in the heat of emotion that you yeah. may regret later, you know? <laughs> and so I would just say like, press pause before publish. And in some cases, it might be months, it might be years. And I'm not saying that that's true in your case, but if, if someone has had a very difficult story that, that is, that's, they're still right in the thick of it, it might take some time before they really have had the opportunity to actually process what happened and to Mm -hmm. reflect and to see things with some perspective and distance in order to communicate it in a way that would benefit other people but mm-hmm. I would still really encourage people to write in the moment because I also relied mm-hmm. on a lot of that when I did eventually put my memoir together. I went back to old journals and old blog posts yeah. that I had really only told three people about. You know, it was like yeah. this, this kind of secret blog, but it was really helpful for me to actually be able to read mm-hmm. what I had said in those moments and for, to kind of bring that back up to the surface when some time had passed. So Mm -hmm. I think ultimately it is a willingness to trust the Lord's timing and to be okay if it takes him longer than we want. Mm -hmm. Um, I signed my book. So my mom passed away in September of 2011. And then I signed a book contract in October of 2015. So about four years later was when I had put together a proposal to write this book Mm -hmm. and the book only released in April of 2018. So it was about three and a half years later before the book actually came out after several delays for multiple reasons. And it was tempting for me to feel frustrated and think, Lord, what's the point? This is dragging out. Is it even worth it? Why did you make me go through all of this? And yet I kept sensing that he was trying to to remind me that it will come out exactly when the people who need it will have access to it. You know, I didn't say that very well, but basically whoever needs to read your message, they will get it at the time that they need it. And the Lord will make sure of that. So I had to keep reminding myself of that truth as well, that he can still use it, even if it's later than what I had hoped. 
Right. Because that's kind of, that's one of the enemy's tactics is to say, we're behind in time. We're, you know, not moving fast enough. This message, it, it seems old to us. Is it going right. to be beneficial? And so recognizing that that is clearly the enemy's lies and God's timing is, it's obviously not our timeline. His timing is perfect. So good. And I love how you touched on, it's the heart posture. So watch our heart posture and see what position we're in and how many times have I been upset or frustrated and, and I just write, you know, I'll, I'll do like uh, notes in my phone if I'm thinking I'm doing a social media post, you know, cause right. then you can, you know, cut and paste. And, and then I, I do that pause because I mean, that takes some maturity to do that. Right. Sure. Is to go, okay. Like, Maybe I shouldn't be blasting this out. You know, mm -hmm. where am I at right now? I'm a, I'm a little bit on that bitter side still. And mm -hmm. uh, there needs to be a little bit of healing here before I just start, you know, blasting how I feel because our emotions and our feelings feel, it, it, they're so real to us and yeah. they seem like facts. And if you just wait and have a good night's sleep, guarantee that is not gonna be something that you post on social media the next day, right? So I love how you said to, you know, pause before you publish, because that is so important. So, and then how do you think someone should approach uh, their story if it involves others? You know, there's mm -hmm. people who've had some very traumatic experiences in their life and, yeah, I may bring up some stuff in the family that they are hesitant to share. Right, right. Yeah, this is a question I get often, and it's yeah. a tricky one because of what you're saying, that there are so many complexities and dynamics involved. And the reality is, even if someone that you know who is involved with your story, even if you go to them and ask for their permission to share your perspective on the story and they give you that permission, they might change their minds later and be upset about it later. And so we really can't control how other people will respond. I do think um, whenever it is possible, it's important and ideal to ask for people's permission first if we are going to be publicly sharing in a way that would make them identifiable. But mm -hmm. I realize in many cases it's not possible. And so I would say the principles are, are the, similar to um, the previous question we were talking about in terms of just really measuring our motives behind it. And mm -hmm. one you know, one passage that has been helpful for me in this regard, it comes from James 3, and it's, it's about a paragraph long, but I think it's helpful if I just read it out because there's so much in here that we can apply to this issue. Um, it says, who is wise and understanding among you? By his good conduct, let him show his works in the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast and be false to the truth. This is not the wisdom that comes down from above, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be disorder in every vile practice. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, 
full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere, and a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, this passage is really has been helpful for me to almost make a checklist for myself and to yeah. pull out those themes that are in there and to ask myself, okay, if I want to tell a story that involves someone else, do I have any bitter jealousy or selfish ambition in my heart as I'm preparing to share this? Am I boasting when I'm telling this story? Mm-hmm. Is there any way that I'm being false to the truth, like even in a small way? Um, you know, and then positively, like, am I depending on the Lord for wisdom from above? Am I seeking to share this story from a pure heart? Am I being peaceable and gentle? You know, we just kind of make our way through the list. Am I being impartial? Am I being, am I being sincere? And so those are good principles that we can use to measure our motives because it is very easy to want to share out of hostility or out of bitterness and to frame ourselves more positively than maybe things actually happened in reality. And so um, this is something that is very difficult to navigate. And it's the, the biggest area that can cause fractured relationships and Mm. can potentially do damage um, Mm -hmm. in our relationships with others. And Unfortunately, mm-hmm. I, I have had experience with this where I really tried to you know, ask for permission and to paint the picture as objectively as possible and to measure my motives and not have hostility or bitterness in my heart. And there's still a fractured relationship that was resulted. Right. And so yeah. it's, it's not a clean thing. It's, it's a messy, it can be messy. And mm-hmm. so in some ways we have to also weigh up are we willing to take that risk? And I don't mean, am I willing to throw away a relationship just so I can tell this story, but rather, am I convicted enough that I believe the Lord wants me to share this because he can use it positively to benefit other people, Mm -hmm. that even in the event that a relationship is damaged, would he still be able to do good out of my sharing this? Or yeah, is this just going to damage a relationship and have no, no other, you know, no benefit right. at all? So sometimes we have to kind of weigh up the risks and decide if we, we might decide, no, it's not worth that risk. I'm not willing to risk this mm-hmm. relationship just for the sake of sharing this story. I would rather not share the story yeah, just to be safe. And sometimes we have to make that decision. Yeah. Um, but sometimes the Lord can do amazing things through a story that gets shared when we are doing it with the right motives and mm-hmm. believing that he, you know, has led us to share it in a way that could glorify him and to bless others, even if, perhaps someone who's not a believer doesn't understand Mm -hmm. what we're doing or why we're doing it. And they might take offense because they don't share the same worldview or convictions. Right. Oh, so good, Kate. Yeah. I mean, right on with all of that. And again, it's going back to praying about it and Mm -hmm. allowing the Lord to really give you that green light and, you know, saying it's okay. And that conviction that you shared, um, it's so true too. Sorry to interrupt Jamie. I would say too, it's, it's worth 
getting input from other people who know you well. And if it's something in writing, you might even ask other people to read it and say, hey, can you just tell me, like, does this sound like there's any animosity in it? Does it sound like I'm being neutral? Does it sound like I'm favoring one side or another? Does it sound like I'm throwing someone under the bus? You know, just get input. I'm not saying from the whole world, but just a few trusted friends and ask for their honest opinion to help you discern whether what you're sharing or about to share Mm. um, is something that could glorify God, or if Mm -hmm. maybe you need to make a few changes before you share it more publicly. Yeah, that's good advice. Have somebody else read it. I mean, there's so many times if you're just doing a simple text and, you know, you're reading it to a family member, hey, I'm texting this, blah, blah, blah. Oh, that kind of sounds, you know, bossy or so you like change the words because there's things that you you need that outside perspective. It's always good for somebody to proofread your stuff. So, okay, what's an easy way for someone to Uh, get started with sharing their story, even if they're feeling nervous or uncertain or hesitant to move forward? Yeah, one thing that really helped me um, many years ago, I met a woman who we were just having a normal conversation and she kept talking about how the Lord helped her do this and the Lord enabled her to do that. And the Lord Mm. sent someone to help her fix a flat tire and the Lord (laughs) did this. And to me, it just stood out as such a um, impactful thing. And she was just talking. She wasn't, you know, it was just, we were just talking on the street. And so I thought, wow, why don't I do that more often? Like, why am I not giving credit to God? Because truly he is the one who is, sending the rain and making the sunshine and, you know, sending the person to fix my car. And so, um, it was a challenge for me to, to try to start doing that. And it felt very unnatural at first when Mm -hmm. I did, but over time it became more and more natural and it, it, I'm not saying I do it all the time, but it is easier than it used to be. And I think it's one way to give glory to God for what he is doing in the moment, you know, that, um, and it's, if, if people listening have children, it's a great way to also help our children realize that it's God who's doing all these things for us yes. and in us. And so instead of just saying like, oh, I'm sick, I don't feel good. And then the next day, oh, I feel better. Like the Lord helped me feel better. You know, the yeah. Lord healed me and to give, give him credit for those things. And so yeah. again, it wasn't um, like a natural or easy thing. Thing, but at the same time, it's something that we can implement right away if we mm-hmm. want to find a way to start um, just interjecting mention of the Lord in our daily conversation. And that's one way that we can give him glory. Another yeah. thing that has helped me when I maybe don't know someone very well that I'm talking to, but I want to tell them what God has been doing is actually to ask them how I can pray for them. And just by asking them, how can I pray for you? They often will open up with things that are going on. And more often than not, there is some thread that I'm able to relate to in some way. And then the Mm -hmm. Lord opens that door for me to be able to share, oh, I had a similar situation or, you know, four years ago, this happened to me and this is how God carried me through that, or this is how God provided in that situation. Mm -hmm. And so 
when I feel a little bit stuck, like, oh, what do I talk about now? If we open that door for someone else to share, often we can find ways to link our story with what they're saying, not to draw attention to ourselves, but rather to give God glory for what he has done in us in a way that could encourage them when they're also going through something similar. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. Bringing it back to the Lord, right? And that foundation. I mean, his foundation is just an instant bond. I mean, you Mm -hmm. go to a women's Bible study and you can maybe know one person out of that whole group. And then by the end of the time you have together, you're besties with all of them. You know why? Because you're all just, it's centered on Christ. You're all learning the, his word together. And it's just, it's like that super glue, that instant glue. And it's supernatural. I just love it. I love ending our time together with the takeaways or something you can leave with our friend here that she can ponder on or take action in. I would just encourage you to um, consider the question, how can you steward your story well? So how can you take the story that you have been given because you have been given a story? How can you take that and use it, number one, for God's glory, and number two, as a way to bless and encourage other people? Yeah, so good. Okay, where can people can connect with you? I know you've got a, a bundle going on with Share Your Story and Uh, How can they reach you and get your other books as well? Yes, my main website is 5minutefriday.com. So you can find my books in the shop there. And the Share Your Story bundle is currently available at 5minutefriday.com forward slash story. 5minutefriday.com forward slash story and you will be able to get You can choose between a paperback version or a digital version if you're not in the U.S. And it includes a printable journal and um, reflection questions and a workbook and some printable scripture passages that correspond to the book. Um, You'll get a sticker in the mail if you order the paperback. All kinds of goodies there. So um, feel free to head over there if you're interested in getting a copy of the book. Yeah, it's awesome. You have a quiz and you give these elements of sharing your story. I mean, you really articulate it well and break it down as to an easy way for us to really get that passion, that fire inside of us to get that story out with confidence and courage. So thank you so much for coming on here. Thank you, Jamie. It's been a great pleasure. Thank you so much for listening today, and I trust that God has encouraged you through this story. Did you know this podcast is on YouTube? Hop on there and subscribe, and you can see a live recording of each episode. And for more information on this ministry and to access free downloads, please visit my website at jamieelizabeth.com. That's J-A-Y-M-E elizabeth.com and let's connect beyond this podcast by going to my instagram handle jamie elizabeth she speaks life or facebook until next time my friend i hope god reveals himself through your own life story